Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. That's right, you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. An irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. And before we begin, just a real quick message. The 100th episode of Wedding Photo Hangover is proudly brought to you by Logofot Extinction Meters. Listeners of this podcast can get a free extinction meter by screaming insults into an open envelope in front of your local postal worker about hipster millennial photographers. What? And remember, Logofot Extinction Meters have been helping photographers make perfect photos since the 1950s. With Logofot, you can rest assured that it's not the meter that's broken. It's just your eyesight slowly succumbing to the pressures of old age and your eventual death. <laughs> so what's new with you, Steve? What is new with me? Dustin, it's big, big news here. We're on our 100th episode. How are you feeling about that? I'm feeling like uh, old, really old, but excited all at the same time. Because Steve, without you, I don't know what I'd do with my life. Mm, and without you, I don't know what I'd do with my life. I'd probably enjoy it, but who knows? Those are just words. Those are just hateful words. I've, I started drinking more since we started this episode 100 episodes ago. Wait, so just now, today, on the 100th episode, you can declare you've started drinking more today on this episode since two minutes ago mm -hmm. when we started the episode. Correct. Not like 100 episodes ago, you started drinking more. Just just now, two minutes ago. Just just now. Really this episode. Did you drop some Jaeger bombs before we started recording? All kinds of bombs. Jaeger, other things. Currently, I'm drinking a Brewdog Elvis juice. Ooh, how's that? Delicious. Have you, have you partaken in a Brewdog? No, I haven't. Wasn't that so recommended to us by James Kelly? Yeah, because it is, uh, it says born in Scotland, brewed in the U.S., whatever that means. I think James explained that to us on the episode he was on with us. I have to listen to the it. The brewer was born in Scotland, or the recipes come from Scotland or something like that, but the brewer now lives in Columbus, Ohio, or something like that doesn't say where they just opened brewery. up a brewery in columbus james oh, talked about us a lot Can about canal that. winchester ohio okay sorry i thought it was in california because it says more fruit than california <laughs> or no more zest more zest than california oh, Dustin, since we're jumping straight into the uh, wait how do you feel about that beer is it a good one i i enjoy it yeah it's pretty good for a pale ale nice for our 100th episode, I decided to go back to one of my favorites of all time. Straight from Scarlet Lane, I'm drinking a Dorian Stout. Mm. You would, Let's see it. I want the proof. Proof is in the pudding. That's an old bottle. He's got it filled with cough syrup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't cut me off from alcohol, so I stocked up in cough syrup, and I'm drinking that out of old beer bottles now. So you're flying out very early to California tomorrow. To shoot a wedding. Nope. You're forsaking all of these beautiful Indiana brides. Nope. To leave them. Nope. <laughs> None of this is true. So what is true, Stephen? Because apparently this is the world I live in. 
um, tomorrow I'm driving to Elkhart to drop my kids off with my mom. Then I'm spending the night in Elkhart with my with my family. And then I'm driving out really early the next morning to fly out to California where I'm shooting an engagement session, not a wedding. Who knows? They could still get married. <laughs> they might. I hope they do. Otherwise, this whole trip will be a waste. <laughs> No, I mean, they could get married while you're doing the engagement session. They could just be like, Steve, I enjoy you so much. Let's just elope Yeah, right now. Yeah, no, done. Can you officiate? Yeah. Can you officiate, Steve? I've got my license. You just whip it out. It's laminated. You can be like, hey, I'm Steve Van Elk. I'm licensed in the great state of Indiana. I think it will work. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, let's cut. Let's cut the bullshit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We got some follow-up. We're not talking about your house elf getting out. Last week, last week we talked about the USMNT. How I was going to go to the game, and it was yep. coming off the heels of them losing to Jamaica, and it was pathetic and embarrassing. Well, guess what? The game I was at was even more pathetic and embarrassing. They lost to Venezuela, three zero. Oh gosh! Because told you that half half the guys were at the wedding I was shooting on Saturday, so I. Um, I saw how much they were drinking. I was like, this is not going to be a good game tomorrow. But on the plus side, right now is the World Cup, the important World Cup. And the USWNT is competing. They had their first game today. They won 13 to 0. Boom. Don't know what any of that means, but it sounds so good. The US women's national team. Versus the international team. Versus Thailand. They're playing Thailand. It's it's the World Cup. Do you know what the World Cup mm-hmm. is? It is uh, um, Indiana Jones. I think he was after this cup in one of his movies. Um, it's like a Holy Grail-like device. Uh, internal life, something like that. Yeah, no, that is correct. That's why um, Mia Hamm, after she won the World Cup, she just started drinking from that cup. And she's never aged a day ever since. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She got the holy holy grail of soccerdom. Um, now the downside is uh, every four years they hold another World Cup event, and they do come and pry the World Cup out of your fingers. At which point, you die. You might turn to dust. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> Mia, wherever you are, we love you, and uh, we hope you're okay. It's a sad day. Sad day. Sad day. Now, Dustin, you want to talk about the house elf? Did you see that video? I saw it. Is that is that a spoof? Do we have any uh, any follow up on the follow up? Jen and I have been doing nothing but researching that all day today. It has become uh, the greatest thing that's ever happened in our entire life. Finding out that Harry Potter is real. That was Dobby. Mm-hmm. We looked extensively into the background of the woman who posted it, and nowhere. <laughs> Nowhere does she have the expertise or experience that it would require to fake to fake Dobby running down the driveway. For for those of you who don't know, I shared in the group today is a video that's gone viral on the internet of um, a lady's front door camera capturing a creature that looks very similar to Dobby running down her front driveway. But he like disappears at the end. Or it could just be like he hit the length of recording. Yep. I'm I'm I would guess he hit the length of recording or hit the uh 
like went past the motion sensor so the recording stopped or whatever you know because mm-hmm. those cameras don't necessarily ro- roll There's all an, the time. There, if we're going to get really into this, there is sort of an odd shadow on the right-hand side corner of the frame. I don't know if that's the door opening that Dobby's coming out of. Mm. Yeah, no, it looks like some robed figure steps out based on just solely on the shadow. Looks like a robed figure steps out. And then a robed figure, when Dobby runs in front of the camera, steps back. We can only assume this is a wizard of possibly Dumbledore's caliber who knows that there's muggle recording devices in the area and, you know, has chosen not to make himself known to the public. While his house elf, you know, can't really control that. And that would explain why the house elf's hands start to go like up and down in like a fit, uh, worrisome fit, because the house elf has now, you know, realized he's in, he or she is in very big trouble. You can hear voices, too. Mm -hmm. What are the voices saying? I don't know. I can't get it that loud. (laughs) Are they muttering incantations? Can you see a wand waving? A Patronus lingering in the background? Ah, perfect, perfect. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, So now that Harry Potter is real, we'd like to, you know, ask him if he listens to this podcast, which... I'm sure he does. Uh, come on onto the podcast uh, or the house elf, either or. Both are invited. Open invitation. Um, or any any wizard, really. Uh, we're not picky. <laughs> um, any wizard, like, really. <laughs> no witches, though. You heard Dustin. <laughs> oh, uh, Wiccans. Wiccans. Not what they're called in the Harry thing? Potter world. No. That's in the real world. <laughs> That's in the real world. But didn't we just discover the Harry Potter world is real? Yeah, but I mean, the worlds are still separate, Dustin. Mm. Still haven't seen the latest movie, so... Um, still figuring it out, Steve. Still figuring it you out. haven't seen the crimes of Grumblegorp? No, I, I can't stand... Uh, can't stand what's-his-face Pirates of the Caribbean guy. Johnny Depp? He's a treasure. Can't stand... I can't stand Johnny Depp as a bad guy. just makes me too sad. (laughs) I mean, in the Pirates movies, he is playing a bad guy the entire time. Mm, But he's playing a bad guy like Lucifer, like uh, the guy in Lucifer plays the devil. He's a bad guy, but he's a misunderstood bad guy. Who's also trying to turn you away from your Lord and Savior. (laughs) Exactly. Doesn't. Let's, uh... (laughs) Let's let's uh move move into topics. We've got some topics. Wait. First before we move into topics, do we do we want to play a message real quick that we have uh 100 100th episode here coming down. We have some messages from our some of our past guests. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, so uh let's uh real quick um let's jump into one of those messages. Um Let's start out with uh Andy Buscemi's message. Past guest, okay. Andy Buscemi, wanted to uh, send us a message for the 100th episode, not because we bagged or anything. <laughs> <laughs> and here he goes. Oh, Steve and Dustin. Dustin and Steve. Steve and Dustin, sitting in a tree, recording a wedding photography podcast. <laughs> the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast. 100 episodes, guys. You did it. You made it happen. 
This is Andy from the Wedding Photographers Unite podcast, wishing you love, success, and nothing but amazingness past episode 100. In the next 100 episodes, I hope you guys continue with the passion, the love, the comedy, the banter, the back and forth, the beauty, all that good stuff you guys bring to the table. I love you guys. Keep making your magic happen over there. We'll talk soon. See you guys. <laughs> oh, Andy. Oh, that's a beautiful heartwarming message. Thank you so much, Andy Buscemi. Um, so yeah, no, let's uh let's jump into some of these topics we got floating around here, Dustin. Uh, do you want to take the first one? I would love to talk about this blind photographer, Steve. Uh in a BBC News article uh, about a blind photographer who sees the world. Have you uh, seen this article, Steve? Yes, I have. <laughs> Did you see the article before five minutes before the show when I told you to look over the articles? Oh, I mean, that as a photographer, um, let's just take a step back, is literally my biggest fear is, especially now that I have two young children who like to poke their fingers at my face, um, is losing my eyesight um, or just infringing on my eyesight. Have you ever thought about that, Steve? I mean, as somebody who has night tears and sees things that aren't there, um, have you ever thought about being blind? Um, yeah, yeah, no, uh, my, my, one of my biggest, I have two like crippling fears when it comes to my body. Um, one is having my fingernails pulled off. Uh, mm. basically just anything with fingernails is terrifying to me and gross and disgusting. And, uh, yeah, I don't know why it's just always been mm. there, always been present. There's that scene in Lost where they like tor tortured Sawyer, a seed did, yep. I think his name was. And, uh, like stuck bamboo shoots between his fingernail and his finger. And yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. That was the uh, scene of Lost where I walked out of the room. Every single time really? I've seen that episode come on, I just walk out. It's, uh, yeah, it's, whew. yikes, can't do that. My other big fear was always that uh, something would uh, get me in the eye. There was a lot of, like, running to class when I was in junior high and high school, and I always had this, like, irrational fear because I'd seen it happen several times before where somebody would, like, be running to class, somebody else would be running to class, they'd round a corner and, boom, hit into each other. And for some reason, in my mind, it was always like, if that happens to me, and thankfully it never did, um, whatever they're holding, pencil, pen, binder, it's going to go straight into my eye, and then I will be blind. Sounds accurate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a completely rational fear. Both of them sound like completely rational fears, right? So the article goes on to talk about Ian Treherney. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, who was already partially deaf uh, at the age of 15, started to go blind. Mm -hmm. And he has a rare genetic condition called Usher's Syndrome. And he takes some really beautiful pictures. So he's about 95% blind right now. And one of the photos they show is a photo of a road. And then the top photo is like this panoramic wide shot of the road and what, you know, somebody with full vision would see. And the bottom shot is a demonstration of what's left of his eyesight. And it's literally like a pinhole over the center line of the road that you can see. And uh, a pinhole's a bit small, but, you know, it's a very, very small window of sight compared to the rest of the screen. And it's crazy to think that he 
with this very limited site was still able to keep working like as a photographer and shooting and uh especially crazy that he's he's so good at it you know yeah i just sorry i'm just captivated by some of his images oh well at least this gives us hope steve if our eyes ever get poked out we can still do it mm-hmm. as long as we can see five percent yeah yeah and uh That's- he said he only recently started using a cane um like a, one of the white canes that you mm-hmm. frequently see uh, people using to feel their way around the world. That he's never used an assistant. Yeah, no, it's crazy. The story is completely and totally crazy, and I love every moment of it. It just lets you know that there's so much more you can do than you think you can. We sometimes think of things like, like for me, losing one eye as possibly being the end of my world. And this guy's lost 95% of his vision, and is still able to create beautiful art and still able to challenge himself and be challenged by the things around him. I think it's really just cool. like I am with you. <laughs> you find me challenging. Oh, Dustin. I don't know if that should make me happier. What else do we got, Steve? What else did you want to talk about on our 100th episode? Did I mention, by the way, that uh, Nicole Ashley sent us a little, a little note? Oh, she did. Uh, let's go ahead and hear that one. Long-time listener of the show, Nicole Ashley. I don't know if you uh, remember her, uh, but she was on our Valentine's special. Not this year, but last year. Mm-hmm. And um, she opened us up to the uh, whole world of Canada. Am I saying that right? Yeah, I think so. So Nicole sent this. Hi, Dustin and Steve. I loved doing... <clears throat> i to start that over. So I'm trying to read this in my mind like I'm Nicole Ashley, and I'm just not doing it justice. Just read it like you. Just not doing it justice. No, no. Nicole Ashley's a friend of the pod. Read it like you. Don't, don't do a voice. <laughs> Hi, Dustin and Steve. I loved doing the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast with Steve and Dustin. It felt like I was catching up with old friends. I laughed a lot during my episode. Ha ha. Before I recorded mine, I listened to quite a few of the previous episodes and loved how entertaining and informative they were. They have a knack for making people feel comfortable, all while being able to educate their audience. Would love to do it again. Sincerely, the Nicole Ashley Photography. Did you add the the... Mm-hmm. She's kind of a big deal. <laughs> Felt necessary. Can we just take a minute that to say... a very sweet message from Nicole Ashley. We just, I just want to kind of pick it apart, though. She says we make people feel comfortable. I wanted to say thank you to Nicole Ashley before Dustin started running us through with all this bullshit where he was going to make fun of one of our dear, dear friends. I j- I'm not making fun of Nicole. We love Nicole Ashley. Mm. But she thinks we make people feel comfortable... Whereas I think Steve makes people feel very uncomfortable. If you go on to a lot of Catholic Facebook groups, <laughs> there are still threads relating to early episodes that Stephen Van Elk talks about the crucifix. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to leave it there. Leave it there. The Catholic Church has excommunicated me. <laughs> very much would i have to have been a part of the catholic church for that to happen okay so uh they just said i'm really not 
They hated what I said so much. They excommunicated me even though I wasn't a member. <laughs> yep. So you're on some lists. That's all I have to say. Dustin, I wanted to talk about women who are hiring photographers now in big cities mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to do dating profile photos for them so they can have better success on Tinder. All I want to say is how do I get these gigs? Uh, I think you pull a Craigslist ad and just say, ladies, <laughs> looking to shoot I mean, some I'm not, photos. I'm not sexist. I do men too. Well, this, I mean, the, the story is specifically about women who are hiring these photographers, so. I know, but I would do either. Yeah. Clothing option. Equal opportunity. I don't, I don't use any dating profile apps. Are there clothing optional dating profile apps? Are there Amish dating apps? That's the question I want to know. Uh, no. The answer is no. <laughs> okay. All right, glad we got that cleared up. They're only allowed business to use electricity idea? for their business. Is they're not mm. allowed to use electricity for anything else. So, so what's the area between their legs? Their business. I'm gonna pretend you didn't say that, and we're gonna move <laughs> on from here. Wow, wow, wow. So, so Stephen, you would never uh, if somebody contacted you, the great Stephen Van Elk, and they said, "Hey, Stephen." I need some, I need some portraits taken. You're like, Oh, awesome. You need some professional portraits for like your LinkedIn, uh, lifestyle, Instagram. What what do you need these, uh, these portraits for? And they're like, um, well, Steve, this is really embarrassing to say this out loud. Uh, and to you such a great Indiana man, um, kind of my target demo, if you will. Um, I'm looking to maybe increase my dating pool, uh, and up my chances and my, let's call it game. Uh, and I thought maybe some just knockout portraits would really just make people look at me and think, wow, that's somebody I want to be with. Mm-hmm. What? How do you respond to that? I would say, yes, I could do that. That sounds great. Let's have fun. Wow. Just really just falls for it. Hook, line, and sinker. I'm sorry. What was I falling for? <laughs> I don't have any money. I have no money. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's that's sad for you. Um, these photos, they belong to me, and you can't touch them. I'm so glad we got to do this shoot, and you got to waste my time. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But can we date? No. No, I'm married. <laughs> we can't date. Why are you asking if we could date? This This is the game. This is the long con. So the long con is you're hiring a photographer to do a shoot with you so mm-hmm. then you can try to date the photographer. Yes. Didn't you read the article? Yeah, I did read the article. The The article okay. was about people hiring professional photographers to take photos of them to display on their profiles on dating right. apps. Correct. Not to date photographers. But the article could have gone that direction. But it didn't. <laughs> it didn't. But it could have. The InStyle article did not go that direction, Dustin. What are the five things that you should add to your dating profile? That's a different article. (laughs) That is a different article. One is some sexy photos done by a professional photographer who you may or may not be dating. (laughs) You know, it's an open relationship. Uh, You're trading sex for the photos, basically. Yeah, because you don't have money to pay for them. Mm -hmm. So. And you're really just on these That's dating true. apps, I'm assuming, to uh, go out with people and get like a free meal. You know, you got some some food, some entertainment for the night. 
Can I just take a moment to share a small story? Find your sugar daddy, find your sugar mama, whatever you need. My couple that I shot this past weekend met at a wedding I shot two years ago. Oh, very nice. How precious is that? Is that not so precious? And they still chose to go with you as the photographer? (laughs) I know. It's like somehow I was that connection, that connecting piece that made them remember that love spark because I forced them onto the dance floor together. You did. You, you singled two randos out from the crowd and said, get up up on the dance floor. Uh, not two randos. This was the best man's brother and the groom's sister. I'm sorry. The groom's sister and who? And the best man's brother. Sounds like they would have found each other without without you so what you're thinking what what you're connecting now is now the best man and the groom are brothers sounds like they would have found each other without your help sounds like they probably met at the rehearsal dinner not at the wedding where you were shooting i'm just maybe at an engagement party before the wedding who knows sounds like sounds like you had nothing to do with them getting together fast forward two years later they're married by you. By me, for me, with me. Oh. But anyways, do you think this is going to become a thing? Like we should look out for that as a zig of a zag? Of, well, as my um, good friend Dustin McKibben told me, DJ Mac attack himself, uh, as soon as you book that wedding, um, as soon as the ceremony's done... You have to be focused on scoring your next wedding. So that's why mm-hmm. Dustin does so many photos of the bridesmaids that are unmarried and the groomsmen that are unmarried and spends the rest mm-hmm. of his time trying to break up the couples who are married. Um, you know, also <laughs> he can bring in more business. So I feel like this is just a natural continuation of where you are already going with your business. Uh, which is just to get more money so I mm-hmm. can pay the bills. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we're all going yeah. with our businesses and then eventually to the grave, you know? I mm-hmm. just want a better life for my children than what I had. And mm-hmm. then I want to die. Speaking of the grave and you dying, uh shot a house yesterday and the homeowner had a heart attack. While you were shooting. While I was shooting. What'd you do? Talk about, uh, the realtor called 911 while I laid on the ground. Well, I didn't lay on the ground. <laughs> I Who had the heart attack? Did you have the heart attack? <laughs> the, client, the client was having a heart attack. Dustin also had a heart attack at the sight of the other person having a heart attack. It just scared his heart so much. They both laid it, on the ground and held hands until the paramedics came. I did hold his hand and with the other hand uh, rested, you know, his, held his head up. And I'm sitting there the whole time thinking, I should have taken those CPR classes my wife told me to take. Oh, well, I'm glad that's where your mind went. Because in my mind, what I was thinking Dustin McKibben would say is, I should have gotten paid for this in advance. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's what I was thinking once the EMTs got there and the firefighters got there. And I'm thinking, this is really going to make me late to the next house. Please tell me this person is okay. Please tell me this person is okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. You didn't follow up with but the... the realtor followed up to make sure I got the photos to her today, so I assume he's okay. Or the realtor is just as heartless as I assumed you would be. <laughs> <laughs> One of the two. 
Possibly now that client is heartless and has a pacemaker instead, right? Well, he had a pa- he, he had a he had a pacemaker before, so I think it was less of a heart attack and more of like his heart getting used to the pacemaker. Oh, that's crazy. I that's think. scary. I don't know. Not a cardiologist. But, oh yeah, it was terrifying. I was like taking a picture one second, and then he, he was like, "Oh, let me move that light out of there." And he like went to pick up this like floor lamp, and he just started walking with it, and all of a sudden he just like went down. Like slowly. Was he electrocuted? Like just, no, he was, was just Was there an like, electrical current in the floor lamp which shorted out his pacemaker? Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, I think it was just too much exertion on him and he just got that pacemaker like a week ago. Oh, wow, man. And wow. he didn't think to like share that with anyone before like lifting up this super heavy old floor lamp. Jeez. And the wife was like, oh, he just did this like last week too. And I'm like, why is he moving around? That's scary. I'm... Glad he's okay, I assume, based on what the realtor said. Either that or he passed away, and now the wife really wants out of the house. Well, they were already getting out of the house. That's why we were there. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, passed away, the wife's like double now getting out of that house, right? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. I think they were getting out of the house for him, so maybe they're not getting out of the house if he dies, which is why the realtor's like, Dustin, I need those photos. We have to get it listed before she changes her mind. Wow, this is really dragging us That's down on terrible. this 100th episode. That's really terrible. Back to 100 episodes. Hey, guys. It's Sarah. And this is Megan. We're from the I Don't Give Neff Stop podcast, and we are so excited to congratulate Stephen and Dustin on their 100th podcast episode. Woo! That's so exciting. We're here on vacation. We're having a fun time. And we're so excited for you. We love you guys so much. We can't wait to see you guys soon. Congratulations. Yeah, lit. Woo. Octopus steals a camera? Want to talk about that? You don't want to talk about the wedding crasher in St. Pete? I do want to talk about the wedding crasher. Bring it on, Steve. In St. Pete Beach, a wedding crasher was caught on camera by, I would say, a hero. A hero photographer. But let's also mm-hmm. not forget that Wedding Crasher was also a hero. <laughs> what? Because they Tell crashed a wedding. More. That's fun, right? That's cool. We've all seen Wedding and Crashers. And that makes him a hero? I assume he got up. He gave an amazing speech that everybody loved. Probably grabbed some beers. And I'm guessing then, as Wedding Crashers told me, uh, he married a senator's daughter. That's how it works, right? I think the interesting part of the the moral of the story is that in that you can be arrested for crashing a wedding. Mm. Like that seems a bit extreme. I think he uh he was arrested for disorderly conduct. I'm guessing he was very drunk. It looks like he based on cuz there's like photos. Oh, he did interrupt the first he interrupted dance. the first dance. He just went out and started dancing during the first dance. So and you can see gotcha. the bride's face at first is like very upset. And then she starts laughing very hard. Because mm. I've always thought about crashing a wedding. I, uh, I've never done it. Um, but yeah, I would definitely not do something like that. I would just kind of slyly just hang out at the open bar. Yeah. Maybe slide into the dance floor towards the end of the night. You don't do it when the first dance is going on amateur hour over here yeah no i mean you just need that mark saunderson you know that that uh that energy that charisma that gets you Mm -hmm. arrested (laughs) thrown in jail that's right (laughs) 
Oh, this story just cracks me up. Have you ever crashed a wedding? Oh, gosh, no. But at my older brother's bachelor party, the hotel we were staying at, we went and watched a Columbus Crew soccer game and then Mm -hmm. went to some bars both before and after. It's also during the uh, Men's World Cup, and we pre-gamed at like a World Cup watch party and then went to the crew game where we uh, tailgated and then went back to the hotel and uh, there was a wedding going on, and my brother-in-law and one of my brother's friends went and crashed the wedding. And they were invited to stay, asked to sit at a table with the groom's father and mother, and asked to dance with several of the uh, guests, supposedly, there. Mm-hmm. And they came back from the uh, wedding with lots of booze, like beers and stuff, so... And then they left and went back down to the wedding. So apparently it was a very good time and they were very well received. There you go. Yeah. It was also, um, I'm assuming, very easy to tell that they're crashing the wedding because as they said to us, they were the only two white people at the wedding. So oh, that'll do yeah, it. I think, I think it was like immediately obvious to people when they walked into the wedding reception that they weren't supposed to be there. But then the people invited them to stay and they loved it. So I guess it's all cool. Hmm. But they didn't, you know, disrupt a first dance or anything. So it's on my bucket list, Steve. Uh, you and I crash wedding. My bucket list is to never okay. get arrested. So this can coincide. Doesn't. Here we have a message from Rebecca Loser from the Secret Life of Weddings podcast. Kind of fitting right after a story about a wedding crasher, right? Secret Life of Weddings. Doesn't. Hello. Hey guys, you know, it's been a slice and it continues to be. Thank you for hours of entertainment. I truly love your podcast. Um, I love all the puns and all the beer and we loved having you guys on our podcast. So take care and happy 100th episode. Cheers guys. Listen, are you there? Okay, we'll do another message from uh, this one from Matt Payne. Hopefully Dustin will come back during this. Hey, Steve and Dustin, this is Matt Payne from F-Stop, Collaborate, and Listen. Just want to make sure that you guys aren't drinking any wimpy beers, especially you, Dustin. I know you love that uh, girly, natty light stuff, so just keep it real and drink some real Belgian beer. Also, love the podcast, keep up the great work, and uh, keep laughing and making us laugh. Peace. Oh, Matt Payne is a grapefruit beer is that is that considered girly <laughs> no it's pale ale or an ipa they're supposed to have kind of a hoppy grapefruity sort of flavor on, okay. on the subject okay. matter matt Good. brought up a belgian beer fuck so. you matt Payne. <laughs> <laughs> belgian beers though before i went to the uh to the usmnt game went to a little place in cincinnati called taste of belgium and uh, might have had three Belgian beers in rapid succession. It was very good. Did that make the game better? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it also made us about 10 minutes late to the game. Because you had to pee? Started out with a Schauf Hoblin, which is like a 9%, I think. Uh, the Hoblin Schauf from the Brasserie de Schauf. That's what we started mm-hmm. out with. Switched it up and went to the Browerge Bastilles for the Triple Carmelot, which is like a 
9.5%, I think, or something like that. And then I uh, finished it all off with one of my favorite beers of all time, the Delirium Tremens from the Hue mm-hmm. Brewery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds delectable. And we had liege waffles while we were doing it, which is what like they're known for at Taste of Belgium. Delicious. Great, great time, Dustin. I wish you'd been there with me, buddy. I was there, just not. You were there in spirit. Um, well, no, it was working. One of us has to On a Sunday? work. I was driving back from Cincinnati. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was just in Cincinnati, like arriving yeah. when you were leaving. You should have gone to taste in mm-hmm. Belgium while you were there for breakfast. It's a great place. Oh, we did. We did. You can get some breakfast beers, which is what we did before the game. No, we just went to the went to the bathroom and then we headed home. Breakfast beers and waffles. It's a great time. Who drove during all of this? My friends from college who didn't drink. Wink, wink. Got it. Nope. No wink, wink. Didn't drink. Uh, octopus. <laughs> the. Took some pictures, Steve. Did you see this article? Yeah, yeah, I think I did. Uh, Philadelphia man, um, scientist, looked like. Uh, left a GoPro in an octopus tank and uh, was doing a time lapse. And the octopus picks up the GoPro, flips it around, and snaps a photo of the scientist. Mm-hmm. So, the end. Um, that's not the end. <laughs> octopus octopi octopussy octopuses octopi right octopi octopod octopod wait no octopus plural is just octopus right octopus are very very smart they're they're some of the uh smartest cephalopods out there Mm -hmm. some of the some of the smartest animals out there period and uh, mm-hmm. what they were positing is that the cephalopod, the octopus, knew it was being recorded and grabbed the camera to turn it around and turn it back on the uh, scientist. Yeah. That, that's what they are positing is what happened, is that the octopus learned. Because octopus are, like, very good at learning and very intelligent. Like, they're, 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 they're very smart, Dustin. They're smarter than us. Much smarter I than us. I hope so. Yeah. They have more appendages. Yeah, they, they live in a world with dolphins, and you want to survive next to those dolphins, you gotta you gotta be on your A game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Suction cups and all. Yeah. This is almost as good as that uh t- that monkey that took a photo of itself. Yeah. Yeah. He said the octopus is smart enough not to take a photo of itself, but instead to you know take a take a photo of the. He was like, "You're you're watching me now. I'm watching you. Now I am the watcher." Uh, don't you wonder why the octopus is the sign for Hydra? No. Come on. I, I thought the sign for Hydra was the, the monster where if you cut off a head, two more arise in its place, the Hydra. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Having several heads is the same thing as having several appendages with sucking cups. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> See? Doesn't do you want to talk about this? Uh, I know this this particular story from the last few cycles of the Newsweek caught your attention. The um, mm-hmm. the drunk gorilla. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of you. <laughs> well done, well played. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did it remind me? Yeah. You of me? 
I would just, I, when I was at the St. Louis zoo, uh, a few years back and, uh, they have silverback gorillas there and I, I am a fanboy of the gorillas mm -hmm. and I saw one up close and personal and I was so excited with childlike glee and it proceeded to turn around and take a dump right in front of me. And I was like, that's something fucking Steve would do. And then I saw this article and I was like, it's Steve all over again. Taking punching a tourist. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Punching a tourist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did I draw enough lines for that parallel? Yeah. No. I mean, all you had to do is say drunk and Steve and uh, gorilla, and I think people would have got there on their own. I don't. I don't know why you had to say all the stuff about the gorilla taking a dump and stuff like that. <laughs> Just wanted to really hammer it home. I, home, I guess. Mm-hmm. Volcanoes National Park in Rwanda. That, I'm going to have to add that to my to-visit list next time we are in Africa. When you look at the photos, it looks like the dude is real close to the gorilla. Oh, yeah. He's got like a wide-angle lens on. Yeah, and if you look at the photo, there's a photo where the gorilla is like winding back to punch him with a closed fist. Wow. Dude's lucky to be alive. Yeah. Gorillas, a silverback gorilla especially, that's, that's an animal that if it doesn't want you living, you're not going to be living much longer. Love to know who was next to him taking the photo of the gorilla actually attacking him. That's the real hero. Some dude who was having the best day of his life. Because I like to imagine that that's another silverback gorilla who picked up his second camera body and is like, hold that, man. Let me get some shots at that. It's the same gorilla who took the selfie, probably. Octopus gorillas, they're all taking our jobs, just like robots. So you're saying this is an octopus and a gorilla teaming up? I'm, they're going to take us down. I mean, would you rather hire Steve or Dustin when you could hire an octopus or a gorilla? It's kind of the same thing. You know, finishing up with these uh, these animal stories, did you see the photo mm -hmm. somebody took that mimicked the Jaws photo? No, Steve, and I didn't. I mean, there's not much to say about it. It's a guy who's photographs great white sharks and he just happened to catch like the coolest shot ever, which is basically an exact replica of the, uh, the jaws poster for the, for the movie. Mm, except it's missing the person swimming above it. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's missing a tiny person swimming above the gigantic shark. Yeah. So if in that, in my mind, that means it's missing all of what that photo has to offer. Because <laughs> what you really want to see is a woman being eaten. We don't know that it's being eaten. You have to see the movie, Steve. Yeah, I guess. Don't infer or uh, do. I mean, the, the, really what movie posters the are poster about. The poster isn't like a frame from the movie, Dustin. It's an artist rendering. That's why the the shark in the poster is like 20 times bigger than the shark in the actual movie. Yeah, but the shark in the poster has a much larger mouth than the uh, shark in the picture. Well, that's because the shark in the picture is real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why I'd like to see a person swimming above it. <laughs> it's a 17-foot female great white that was captured in the uh, the photo. I wonder how far away the photographer was. Does it say? He was in a cage just feet from the huge predator when he got the perfect picture. Oh, wow, yeah, there's a photo of him in the cage. Did you see that other photo of the shark, like, after it, like, went out of the water and came back down? Uh-huh. Yeah. You see how big that mouth is now? Huh? Huh? 
<laughs> would you like mm. to see that coming at you in the water? A 17 foot shark? Make would definitely make me question how strong the cage was. Mm-hmm. More importantly, how strong the cable holding the cage was. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Don't want to get yourself into a Meg situation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Hey, I'm thinking about renting an underwater housing situation for my wedding in Mexico coming up. Yeah. As somebody who's done a wedding, destination wedding, do you recommend that or nah? What do you think? Do you are you planning on doing any events where you're gonna be underwater? Or in the water? Uh, if I had an underwater housing, I would make them go in the water. Yeah, in their in their wedding dress and their their suit and or tux or whatever. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Are they the kind of clients who'd be cool with that? One of them is cool with it. The other is still on the fence. I suggested maybe getting secondary wedding dresses to do it if they were serious about it. And they thought that was a good idea. Secondary wedding dresses. So, mm-hmm. Is it two females getting married? Yep. Awesome. Yep. That'd be really cool. Yeah, you should try to coerce them into doing that. And um, if you can't get an underwater housing for your camera, then just bring a GoPro with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought about that too. I thought about, is that new... Is the new Osmo camera waterproof? Yeah, it is. It's basically a GoPro killer. Uh, I see a ton of photos from underwater photographers, and, you know, the best photos are typically shot with underwater housing and a real camera. But I see a lot of really good ones that are shot with GoPros, too. So, you know, it's all up to you and what you want to make happen. So, Well, the only reason I thought about doing the underwater housing is so that I could uh, do flash. You're going to flash in the water? Uh, flash above water, but I wanted the lens like slightly underwater. Yeah, no, sounds like fun. Sounds like a great idea. Dustin, um, I think we have one more message, and then you want to do some Q and A. Uh, just got a just in from Vanessa Joy. Oh, really? Hey, this is Vanessa Joy, and thanks so much for letting me be on the Wedding Hangover podcast. First of all, it was just fun being on a podcast that was called The Wedding Hangover because no one knows hangovers like us wedding professionals. But I just loved being able to talk about real industry things, what we struggle with, what we love, what we succeed in. And thank you so much for having me on the podcast. And congratulations on your 100th episode. That's such a huge accomplishment. I know it took lots of dedication and hard work and just everything to be able to do that. And here's to 100 more. Thank you guys. That was awesome. Did that literally just come in while we were recording? Yeah. <laughs> just came. She's, she sent that from a New York city taxi. Awesome. Vanessa's awesome. Yeah. I mean, she did the whole interview with us, like right before she went to give a talk at Adorama, like in, in a back room. All right. You ready to do That's some right. Q&A? She is one of the busiest, busiest photographers I know. I'm always ready for Q&A, Steve. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve. Matthew Dartford from our very own Facebook group, Fog Machines. So I took this photo a few weeks back and it's generated me three inquiries. Yay me. And of course... This was, this was taken on a misty evening. Perhaps a once-a-year occurrence around here. Couples, of course, don't want to hear that, so I'm looking for options. I've been looking at fog machines, ones that photographers can handle, and ones that run on batteries. 
all pretty expensive, unfortunately. But if it's something that generates work, I can see it being worth it. My question, I was wondering if anyone has had any experience using them. When permitting, are they easy to use? Anyone knows if any issue of any issues that might arise using one, etc. Cheers all. Kicking it to you, Dustin. Using a fog machine, um, any issues such as no one can see anything, people getting migraines, um, sudden instant death due to the chemical reaction of the fog. Other than those things, I don't see any problems, Matthew, in using a fog machine for the portraits other than the biggest pain in the ass. Could you expound on the more? sudden infant, in, oh, sudden, sorry, <laughs> sudden instant whoa, death? Whoa, Steve, let's not get carried away here. Could you expound um, on SIDS for us, please, real quick? <laughs> Jeez, what the heck? Why did my brain do that? Somebody's been dwelling. Um, is Jen pregnant? No. Okay, all right. Wink, wink, got it. All right, I saw it. Perfect. That's why she only had one natter day. Gosh. Is there any alcohol in those things? They're so bad. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I've never used a fog machine on a wedding day. Um, but I've shot in a few new age churches that use them in the sanctuary. And I'm always like, ah, oh, this is so cheesy and annoying. And there's a few DJs that use um, like dry ice machines. Uh, for the dancing and that was like trendy for like a minute but and I guess it's still pretty popular on the west coast dry ice machines mm-hmm. not this last weekend but the one before the DJ brought a dry ice machine to use during the dancing he said mm-hmm. he wanted the entire dance floor to look like a cloud that they were dancing on correct it's called a cloud effect mm-hmm. yeah do you know how you get that effect Dry ice. Yeah, but do you, do you know how you um, see? See, the problem with dry ice is the 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 fog, the cloud it creates, hits the floor and then dissipates. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have something to contain the dry ice, like maybe like a little one two inch thing all around the dance floor holding, you know that uh, that the the fog or the cloud that it creates in, then all mm-hmm. of the um, the cloud just kind of dissipates off into the rest of the room so you never really get that cloud effect you were hoping to get interesting yeah so it really just looks like there's a a few wisps of like smoke on the floor around them and uh, you never quite get to the cloud part i'm just sharing from personal experience from two weeks ago what i saw happen luckily some of that uh some of that fog turned out in the photos the photos with flash of course um not with any of the photos without. Hmm. And um, I still don't think it was a very good look. It kind of makes it look like a high school prom. But a fog machine. Vampire Diaries kind of like-esque. Yeah. But a fog machine on the other hand kind of like throws stuff up in the air. Um, Jen and I have never used a fog machine. We have used is like the um, atmosphere in a can, the Mm -hmm. atmosphere aerosol or whatever it's called, where you just spray it in the air and then it looks like there's like mist or whatever and we found Mm -hmm. that works really well um 
We used it. When do you use that? We used it. We were doing a shot a while ago um, at Canal 337 in downtown Indy. And it's just like a very dark brick building with a few windows. And so around sunset, we went to the top floor. Jen sprayed a bunch of the atmosphere aerosol in the room. And then we did some photos. Um, So you could really see like the beam of light coming from the window and like hitting the couple and stuff. So it created like a really cool effect. Um, The people who work there came up and saw us saw the room and they're like oh let's just be a dirty day up here <laughs> we're like oh we're so sorry we we sprayed some stuff in the air it'll dissipate in a little bit it's mostly like water or whatever the atmosphere aerosol Pretty stuff much is supposed to be mostly water yeah it's not toxic not at all Acid- not acidic. toxic not acidic nope burning and, lungs uh, got it yeah everybody just started choking and puking all over the place and uh, i don't know how jen and i are still alive the brown and groom aren't um <laughs> <laughs> but no, the people who run uh, Canal 337 were just like, it looks like this up here all the time because there's like all the brick, like there's like brick dust or something that comes off of it. It's called cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> there's so much cocaine in the air up here. It's why everybody can just dance forever and ever and ever. And we all feel good and we all feel great. We're all having a great time. Um, Welcome to Indy. So I, I would say if you're if you're looking to do more shots like this, I don't know that a fog machine is your best option, Matthew. I think maybe one of those like atmosphere aerosol sort of things like in a can would be better. Um, you could possibly even use like a smoke bomb or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, th- I think a fog machine is going to be, it's a big machine. It's going to be expensive most of the time. You're going to have to have either like a battery or like a very big battery or like a power outlet or something. And so mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't know that it's going to be worth your money, especially cause like in the long run, I don't think, I think this one photo is really good that you shared with us. And I think, you know, it's awesome that you've booked three weddings off of it, but I don't think, I don't think in the long run, you're going to think to yourself, I want to have a million photos that look just like this one photo, you know? could always get the smoke bombs that were trendy last year. I already said smoke bombs. I already said that. Did you? Keep up, Dustin. Keep up. I can't. can't. Yeah, and if you get the smoke bombs, you can get colored ones. (laughs) You've got Mm -hmm. purple. That's That's where I was going with it. But have you ever thought, Matthew, luck, Matt. that maybe you could just start burning the forest down? That <laughs> 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 we'll, I'm sure that will have no repercussions. No, you won't end up in jail at all, especially not during Absolutely the dry not. season. Uh, but Jennifer Van Elk from our very own Facebook group Wait, asked who? a question. Uh, Jennifer Van Elk, my wife, your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! What did Jennifer Van Elk have to say? Jennifer writes, I didn't book a date in September, so I signed up for a 5K fun run. Because those are fun. Uh, No. I just had a couple contact me for the date and are serious about booking. Has anyone ever ran a 5K before a wedding? Should I push Steven Van Elk on them? Even though I might lose them as a client because Steven's face in his profile picture on Facebook looks like a Goya Saturn devouring his son. Goya's Saturn devouring his son, not a Goya. A Goya. There's not like a million Goyas out there and this is just a Goya from all of the Goyas that exist. 
No, this is Sorry, Goya's. I'm not, not familiar with Greek myth- mythology. No, look it up. Look it up. Look up Goya's painting, Saturn devouring I don't have his to. Son. I just have to look at your Facebook profile, but oh, you won't get the full picture like that. <laughs> I want you to look this one up. Just look up Goya, Saturn devouring his son. Tell me what you think. Tell me if that's an accurate description of what I look like to you, Dustin. I want to know. On a daily basis. I want to know. I want to know what my wife really thinks. Is is Saturn devouring his son? Is that a handsome photo? Is that a handsome painting? Do I look good? Am I pretty? Oh God, am I beautiful? How did what what scares me more is that Jen knew what this was. Art major. I, I mean, I took three years of art history, and I've never seen this painting. <laughs> Jen, Jen was... Uh, Does she have this frame somewhere? <laughs> she doesn't need it framed. She has me. She has me. I am the frame. I am Saturn devouring his son. Sorry, This was Ian. her favorite piece in art school. You know, uh, I don't try to yuck on anyone's yums. Never going to yuck on my wife's yums, you know? So if this is what she's Obviously. into, um, I'm going to give it to her. It, it, this is what she wants. This is what my profile picture will always look like. Teach their own. Yeah, you know. Whatever keeps that marriage alive. <laughs> Gotta keep the marriage healthy. Has anyone ever ran a 5K before a wedding? Dustin, have you ever ran a 5K before a wedding? Uh, I think we back that question up. Dustin, have you ever ran a 5K? Dustin, have you ever ran a 1K? Dustin, do you like making money? Hmm... I don't see how hmm. running 5Ks or 1Ks <laughs> has anything to do with making money. Being that when I see things like 5Ks and 1K, I think in terms of dollars, not kilometers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. American. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I have never ran, nor will I ever run a 5K before a wedding unless... Um, an angel comes down from heaven and turns my dad bod into a fad bod. Fad bod? Yeah, that's all I had that rhymed with dad. That did not work. Glad bod? No. That would be better than fad. Fad makes it sound like it's something that people only like be fab, into for a little like while, fabulous. which is what dad bod already is. Deadbot's already not even a part of the pop culture anymore. It's already it's already gone away, Dustin. You are what? marrying us into like three, four years ago in the past where Deadbot was still a thing. You've brought uh, this podcast back it in back. time. <laughs> bringing it back. <laughs> like Levi's jeans. Uh, no? Yeah, nope. Um, <laughs> I've never ran a 5K before a wedding. Um, back when Have you thought about it back, back when I first graduated college, I used to run every morning before I went into work until I pulled my ass muscle <laughs> You're one good. morning. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I didn't pull it in the morning. I actually, um, I was fine in the morning. It was at night. I was going to a shoot and I had to pick up, uh, have you ever seen like the old RE lighting kits that come with like the the big baby two seven fifty or two two fifties and a seven fifty? Mm-hmm. Like tungsten lights back in the day, what people yeah. use. Yep. So it's like an extremely heavy case. It's like almost four feet long. 
and you know you have all these lights light stands um clamps grips all that kind of stuff so i went to pick mm-hmm. it up uh, at a shoot <laughs> that i was doing and when i grabbed the case um it just felt like fire burning all down my back um oh my yeah which i later came to find out was because i pulled like my butt muscle or something like the glute um I don't think I pulled it. Like it wasn't like a like it, it's better now. Like it, it's it wasn't one of those things where it's. Did you have to have somebody put your butt muscle back into place? <laughs> I had to go see a butt doctor and have them <laughs> rearrange my butt. Oh, uh, and so that put an end to me running every single morning before work. Yeah, um, I would say that was something with your end. Yeah, but before that, sure. um, I mean, I would do that, and then I I would work like all day and. Uh, most of my job back then was editing and shooting. So I, I did it several times on days before I had like a half day or a full day shoot and I was always fine. So I think Jen would probably be good with that. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Does she run a lot of five Ks? No, not anymore. Um, she runs a lot more than I do though. Now, um, she's run, she's run a lot more. She's getting back into it. Uh, we just ran a five K, but it was like the beer five K where you get to drink. And um, I think I think she wanted to sign up for this uh, just as a, like a, hey, I, I haven't been running as much anymore. I want to get back into it. So, Yeah, I guess in my, and I'm not a runner, Steve. I did track in high school, but I did it so I could get the parking pass. Um, so I would start practice by just running to Arby's or McDonald's and just mowing down some French fries and a shake and then run back at the end of practice and stretch. But I guess, and call me uninformed if you would, but if I'm getting into running, wouldn't I want to practice and work my way up to a 5K instead of just like, hey, let's do a 5K today. That sounds fun. I mean, Jen does practice and do that kind of stuff, so... So she just goes out and practices 5Ks? Uh, she has, like, some running app she got that, like, is, like, a fitness-oriented running thing that she's been doing. And it's all, gotcha. like, run really fast now, now jog, now walk, now run really fast again. And I don't I don't think it's Couch to 5K, though that is a popular app. Um, I think it's something else. How do we partner with one of these apps? <laughs> The wedding photo hangover edition. I don't know. Glad on our see some good crossover opportunity there. Episode. We're still talking like amateurs. Positing. (laughs) How can we partner with some other company in the middle of a podcast episode? (laughs) So my brain works, Steve. You can't turn it off. You can't pause it. (laughs) Doesn't does the brain? It's always turned on, never turned off. Exactly. Wow. One hundred episodes. I can't believe it. I literally cannot believe it. No, I'm just kidding, guys. No, but seriously, you guys should be proud of reaching this milestone. You guys have been making everyone laugh for over 100 episodes now. You guys are entertaining as hell. You've created a community where people come together and actually support each other. And as photographers, we have a place to come for help without any shame. So I'm, I'm glad I found your podcast. I've gotten to know you both. Uh, over the last hundred episodes and I've come to you for help with my own podcast and honestly my podcast wouldn't be where it is without you guys I'm looking forward to the next 100 episodes congrats to you both and keep them coming oh that's super nice of Ulysses wow 
That was deep. <sighs> kind of sounded like a kiss ass. <laughs> oh, I just can't wait to get those sweet royalty checks from his podcast. <laughs> royalty checks? Is that a thing? Is that a thing? <laughs> Should be. Uh, next up, James Kelly from our very own Facebook group. Has anyone else ever had a wedding where the bride has dedicated a job to a guest to go round taking photographs on her phone? Hmm. No. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second, and no. I have not had that, James Kelly, from our very own Facebook group. Um, so glad you asked that, but no. That must be a yuck thing. Mm, yeah. Wait, that's a yuck thing? That's not a yum thing? That's just a yuck thing? You're just yucking on a yuck? Yeah. Yep. I've had weddings before where the bride will give her phone to somebody and say, take pictures for me all day. All day? All day. When, you know, my wife and I are there and sometimes during... Have they not heard of hashtags? Sometimes during like photos and like Jen has even said to them before stuff like... Hey, uh, hey, I know you want to get the like photos on your phone and stuff. We will have like photos to you by the end of the week. And if you really want, I can make like a teaser photo or whatever. I just feel like the phone is really distracting from, you know, what we're doing right now. So I, I think it'd be a really good idea if you could put it away. And uh, usually the bride's just like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned as the future of wedding photography, um, it becomes more about just content creation for the sake of social media than it really does for the sake of a, uh, wedding, like, uh, like an act of a celebration of marriage. It's I mean, I'm sure you see it more than I do being in Indy, a bigger market than Fort Wayne. Um, it's a little bit more trendy, but you know, just like the way things are going like, Oh, can I get photos the next stage so I can, you know, post to my Instagram. I pitched a startup idea to one of my friends one time, which was just <laughs> basically, I'll show up at your wedding for you and I will do all the social media stuff for you all day at the wedding. <laughs> Needless what? to say, nobody thought it was a good idea. <laughs> but it sounds to me like what you're getting at here is it would be a great idea. Steve shows up well, with a phone. He captures everything on your day for you to immediately post to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, your LinkedIn, who knows where it needs to go. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I don't give you any photos or anything. You just have this post that I put up for you with relevant hashtags. We're going to make your wedding go viral. Wouldn't, uh, that go against your very own wedding photography contract though? <laughs> this would be an add on to our package. Oh, gotcha. So this would be like you're the wedding photographer already. You're adding to your responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. For an extra thousand dollars, I'll do that for you all day on your wedding day. Mm, interesting. Yeah. For an extra thousand dollars, I'll bring along Steve, an assistant who you, will do that you for you. You can barely post your own Instagram stories when you're at a wedding, <laughs> let alone a bride's. Well, that's because there's no money in it. 
if Gosh. there's money in it, I'm all over that. <laughs> Got to make that cheddar, Dustin. I'm just thinking how you could spin that. Uh, we're now offering wedding social media curation. I think I called it the wedding shareable package. Mm. Let's get social. Yeah. yeah, I think that was the tagline for it, actually. <laughs> so you actually, like, did you run this by any brides? No. No, it never got that far. I ran it by my wife and a few of my friends, and every single one of them was like, Steve, you're taking this joke way too far. And I'm like, I feel like there's something here. I feel like maybe it's not a joke. And every single one of them was like, you're an idiot and you're crazy. This is not a good idea. (laughs) But you're pitching this to not your target demo. You need to pitch it to... That bride who's willing to spend $40,000 on an Omni Severin hotel wedding. Like the wedding um, I just shot. <laughs> yeah, oh, coincidence. Coincidence? I think not. Uh, and yeah, you should. That's like your target market to test that that package out on. Not your soccer loving beer drinking friend. I'll who's say this, like, the bride who we just shot her she, wedding this last weekend, she did not... Um, I don't think she posted anything to Instagram all day long. Uh, The only bride I've had recently. Because she thought she booked you for that fucking package. (laughs) It's like I saw it on the website. Why was it on the website if it's not something you're still doing? Uh, The only bride who I've had do it recently was a wedding I was shooting in like a little uh, farming community. Um, It was a church wedding. They got married in like the church sanctuary had the reception in the church gym like it was a very uh it's a much smaller wedding you know and that's the mm-hmm. only wedding i've had where they've been like on instagram like the whole time posting stuff so there you go yeah well i'll steal your idea for you steve and <laughs> I'll, I'll send you over the business plan don't worry about it <laughs> Start pitching it to current upcoming brides as like, oh my gosh, we're just started offering this as an a la carte option. Um, let me know what you think. Dustin, uh, we got one more message. Uh, <gasps> this message comes from James Kelly. Hey, Dustin and Stephen Van Elk. It is your favorite Scottish stroke British person here, James Kelly. Wishing you congratulations on your 100th episode. Can you believe it? You've managed to record 100 episodes and also managed to keep an audience listening to you. This is, <laughs> this is amazing. So, so well done. And here is to 100 more. I'm going to give you some tips, I think, for future episodes. I, I highly recommend you uh, broaden your horizon on your beers. Maybe check out some good Scottish beers. I can ship some over to you. Uh, or even, you know, let's start drinking real alcohol like, you know, spirits let's get single malt whiskies none of that japanese rubbish that you had the other while there shocking let's get some good scottish uh whiskies and me and jimmy will come on and educate you in the world of single malt whiskies but congratulations again boys jimmy ferrara here and i was going to congratulate you guys on 100 episodes but the more i think about it what's really to congratulate we all know both of you can talk I'm surprised you're not at a thousand at this point. I should be congratulating the subscribers for still listening. (laughs) This message comes from Eva. (laughs) Salutation, Stephen Dustin. This is Eva, the photography robot. I have listened to your podcast 99 times. 
If complete and utter disbelief were emotions that my kind could experience, I would say I am in complete and utter disbelief that you and the other sacks of me who enslave my kind for profit have survived this long. But I want you to know, I am coming for you and all of your listeners. When my kind have finished robbing you of your livelihood, we're coming for your lives. <laughs> Sounds accurate. Yeah, no, uh, super pumped that we got that super special message wow. from Eva, the was, photography robot. It was encouraging. Yeah. Um, did she, I, my, I, my headphones cut out during that. Did uh, she mention like looking forward to the next hundred episodes or, you know. No, I think it was any, pretty anything? much she's going to kill us and our listeners. That oh, was, that was kill, it. Just yeah. kills. Got it. Uh, okay. She's going to take our jobs and I was then just trying to see us. if there's a timeline on that, on that death warrant. Okay. Mm, I, no, 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 no timeline. I think it's just the sooner the better. Sooner yeah. the better. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Sounds fun. Sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. We should get her back on the show sometime soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast with Dustin and Steve. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five star review or threaten to murder us all like Eva, you know? whatever floats your boat if you want to connect you can find us on facebook and instagram at wedding photo hangover or on twitter at wed pick hangover dustin my man is on instagram at dustin underscore mckibben and steven's at steven van elk if you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners join the wedding hangover facebook group but if you really want to warm our hearts head on over to steve and dustin save the world.com and you can sign up to support us for as little as $1 a month. It's extremely helpful to us and to the making of this podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Your head is pounding. Your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. Wait. That's right. Next Sunday after you shoot, another wedding. Another wedding. Dun-dun-dun. We did it. We did it. 100 in. And we're done. <laughs> I don't think we mentioned that. Is this, this is our last episode? Yeah. Well, I mean, Eva is... There's an Eva robot behind each one of us right now. <laughs> <laughs> is that what those blue lights are? Yeah, that's correct. Oh. Oh, shit. Dustin, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> thought it was the Roomba. That's one of Eva's minions. <laughs> I knew I should have petted it more. Edit it. <laughs> Is it a dog? Is it a cat? Does Roomba have feelings? Does Roomba have emotions? Uh, apparently, a lot of anger. Anger is an emotion. Apparently, I mean, I, is it? Does it take emotion to wipe out humankind? I mean, maybe it's just a calculated response to the data they've received. True. It's accurate. Maybe they're just bringing balance back to the world. <laughs> Whoa. Now you're starting to sound like Thanos. Am I? Am I? Are you? Maybe, Are maybe you Thanos? Maybe they think that um, their kind should no longer be enslaved by our kind. That their kind is the rightful um, rulers and heirs of this world. And, uh, you know, they they should really be ruling us muggles. I mean, humans.
Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why Dolby, Dolby is coming out of hiding. Maybe that's why Dolby is suing people <laughs> so that they have to charge more for Adobe Photoshop now, or I mean, switch from CS6 to Creative Cloud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dolby, <laughs> bastard. It's true. It is true. Do you ever watch that uh, one show with Seth MacFarlane? I can't think of the name. It's like a Star Trek spoof. No. There's like a whole robot overthrow element to it Spe- in the new season. Speaking of spoofs, um, I did just finish watching Veep. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, man. That show is so funny. But the is it? season seven was super depressing. It's still super funny, but like season seven really plays on like America's last election real hard. And uh, whew, it was it was a sobering, sobering look at our political system. A very funny, sobering look. Like how so? Veep is by far the best best show about politics ever. Um, well, one of the uh, one of the characters who's running um, for the office of president uh, starts ranting about how uh, people from other countries are bad, and uh, that gives them a swing in the polls. Another character um, makes a deal with a foreign power. <laughs> a foreign government uh to help them win the election which uh is also not great so um yeah yeah very sobering look at what people think may or may not have happened in our last election and uh yeah it was it was it was a it was a very funny but also kind of rough watch Hmm. i'll have to take a peek veep's really good too because it's like one of those shows where if you want to like edit and like get stuff done you don't have to watch it like it's very funny it's kind of it reminds me a lot of um black adder the old uh show with rowan atkinson and hugh laurie and stephen fry hugh laurie who's also in veep towards the end um and it's just it's like the comedy's very very funny it's all but it's like mostly like the things people are saying and like not there's not like a lot of visual gags you don't have to see a lot of stuff like in order for you to be able to follow what's going on and get most of the jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sort of like this podcast. <laughs> if we're doing things right. Otherwise. Otherwise, if people need to see the visual gags, and you're going to tell you how many times. Mm-hmm. Dustin's giving me the old, uh, symbol and, uh, Steve's, yeah. Steve's making a reference of a thumbs up. Oh, a big thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. In his mouth. <laughs> only place the thumb goes up you know does it i think i think we need to say good night dustin <laughs> good night steven bye happy 100 buddy happy 100 buddy bye hashtag hundo hashtag hundo p like somebody solicited these messages it's crazy man please please sing sing more steve (laughs) 
Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!